Yo, 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 I'm back. This is the Hip Hop Culture with Van Silk. I'm sitting here with my man, DJ MC Junski, and we're going to continue our conversation part two. Welcome, welcome. Like, yo, okay, let's get back to it, man. We was talking about Charlie Chase and Disco Wiz and Me Machine and Hispanic people that that participated in hip hop. Yes. But I want to ask you a question, man. Like, you know, where did you grow up in the Bronx and what was like the first jam you ever went to? Well, I um one that was memorable in my mind and in my life was uh Grandmaster Cass came out to play handball over in the Evander Charles and there were three fellas there were three fellas that hung out together. Uh, myself, man, it was myself, Manny, and a guy named Chino Seventy Nine, and um, Chino used to me, Yeah, he was. They both used to uh, dwell in it. So, um, yeah, and, and and from there, just it, it it escalated to going every Friday. Every Friday at Evander Childs was a hooky gig. When it got nice outside, it even more hooky gigs. I remember when they had the five dollar jams or the. $3 jams or something. We would go over to Crescent or to Bainbridge or to Briggs or Decatur or down on Marion. Um, you know, just the PAL, depending on what it was. But since we're talking about hooky gigs and all of that, um, Kaz came, I met Kaz. Kaz was like, yo, you got to come to one of the Casanova parties. He had the Casanova girls. They used to wear the white sweats with the red lettering. Remember the, the lettering right, on the right. sweaters and so forth? And um, so I went with him. I, I remember that day discreetly because it was me, it was me, Chino seventy nine, Manny, um, track two, and um, and Kaz. And I believe I'm not sure. I think it was Scorpio that was with us. And we went to a jam on off of uh, I think it was on the other side of Webster on Park Avenue, off of Park was Avenue. Was it the PAL? No, no, it was somebody's house. That's what I'm saying. It was a hooky gig, right? And man, they had moved all the furniture into the bedroom, and then they had the they had the, across the kitchen was a uh, was a table. They put the DJ table across the kitchen entrance, and they were basically crawling under the table or or moving the DJ equipment real slightly while we was playing to get through. They were selling uh, remember the champagne uh, um what is it a pink champagne and then right had, right. Right, they were selling it by the bottles. They were coming and they were sliding the cases was, underneath. Anyway, doing that splits. Cass, Cass brought me to that party, man, and and I always that that always stood with me. And it's funny because when I see Cass, I always tell him, you know, thank you for 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 bringing me there because that was the first time I ever played for anybody outside of my room. You know what I'm saying? Or my block on block parties that we had on my block. But that was it. That was the first time. And, and to me, it was like... And then to have the effect that I did and, and have a good night with DJs that were doing it, you know, already scratching in the park and all of that. I, all I did was look from my window at Forest and learn this. Yo, you grew up in Forest Projects. Mm -hmm. I came from John Adams, man. So, you know, we know what Johnson's Barbecue... My sisters went to John Adams. Well, you know what Johnson Barbecue's barbecue yes. was in Six Corners Barbershop? Six corners, yeah. now, now, this is the problem that a lot of people don't understand. Um, you know, growing up in the Bronx in the early days of hip hop, like I said earlier in part one, because this is part two with Junski, you know that everybody thought it was a black thing, and and um, the Hispanics. No, let's just be honest. Yeah. The Hispanics was not really allowed in, or in. They had to work their way in. Right. 
You had the gangs back in the days. Remember some of the gangs from back in the days? Yeah. I could say this. Wait, wait. When you mentioned that, that, that they, we weren't let in. Um, the Puerto Ricans, well, the Spanish people in my neighborhood, like before I, I lived in Forest, we lived over by 180th. Um, and in Belmont and um, the Black Spades were very influential in my life there rest in you peace know? Disco yeah. King Mario um, and, and rest in peace in, uh, um, Lala Lala is who I I uh, got into and, and, and we my sisters and him were like brothers and sisters so um, that's where it all came about on there so when I moved to Forest man all I knew was that gang life because that's what was over there we had the Falcons off of off of uh, uh, Third Ave we had the Falcons we had the Savage Nomads all of that was on our side but still in all I mean you, you could get across town because I used to go to Harlem to gigs and I was only like 16 and I used to take the train. I have peoples. It's just like it was now. I don't understand all this. Like, like, okay, you might have not been able to get into certain places, the normality of person. But if you was, like, well-connected like we are, right. you know, you'd say, yo, come to Harlem. Ain't nothing going to happen to you. I'll meet you up at the train station and we hanging. Right. And that's how it was. And they took the brothers took care of you. And they would take you back to the train, make sure you got on that train. Now, what happened from there, that was on you. Now, being the fact I'm about six or seven years older than you, I knew, you know, like, when AJ used to DJ in St. Mary's Park, you know, both the Hispanic kids and the, and the black kids was breakdancing. It wasn't like really no Hispanic MCs, you know, in 78. But like I said earlier, when I talked about Ruby D and, and Whip a Whip from the Fantastic Five, because Whip a Whip and Dollar Rock was in the crew. Then you had Tito, too. Tito, Tito was nowhere Tito around. Was nowhere around then, at that time. Young, he was younger, right? Yeah, but he wasn't even the MC at that point okay. from the Fearless Four. We're going back, like I said, I'm six or seven years older than you, so we're going back into a different generation. Whereas, you know, like, 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 you know, there was no Hispanic MCs. You know what I'm saying? And and being the fact, Whip a Whip and, the, it would, and, and Ruby D was down with Theodore, you know, everybody thought was black, but, you know, you had uh, a tape master who used to tape all the show, Rest His Peace and Soul. Rest, right, his, right. rest in Peace. He was Hispanic. You know, like we talked about Mean Machine that came later in the game. They yes, wasn't in yes. the, there wasn't before records. Yeah. You know, Julio and all of them. But then we had, like I said, the gangs, the influential of the gangs. Yes, that was big. You, you the, know, we used to, y'all used to do block parties and salsa parties yeah, and yes. Tito Puente and, mm -hmm. and all the guys used to be in the block with the summer, the summer green big truck they used to pull up. In your neighborhood, yeah. in the South Bronx. That and was their way of giving back to the community. Right. The sometimes you have like R&B acts. Sometimes you have the Hispanic acts. Yep. Sometimes you go to the local bodega. And the and they, they yeah, out there they, with the Congos, playing the Congos. But there was one thing going on like in the mid-70s. Like black guy wasn't really, couldn't talk to the Hispanic girls and women. Yeah. That's where, the, you remember, that's where, where the... Uh, the originality of West Side Story concept came from, you know, because it was a, 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 a ethnic type of film. You know, they were in the show that the uh, at the time 
what was going on, it, it, it was segregation. I mean, basically, it was still happening in the 70s. And we all grew up in the Bronx together, like back in 75, 76. You, a black guy dating a Hispanic girl or whatever, that was a lot of problems. Yes. That in my be a time. Big problem, yeah. Big problem. But once, you know, they had that gang meeting at the, the whole album. The Ghetto Brothers. With the Ghetto Brothers and my man Joe Umpa and them. And, you know, once things change, it was great. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the best thing to happen when when you know and then Bam got involved and so forth. It it was you know, it it was a, a big deal. I mean, people wouldn't even look at it as a big deal, but it was. Well, you know, like I like to say, this is the hip hop culture with Van Silk. This is part two. I'm talking to my man, legendary DJ MC Junski. And like, yo, this is how we going to do it. We going to work on part three today. Yes, sir. He's the first person that we using for the podcast. And I like to say, man, it's nothing great. If you don't, if you don't know anything about what happened, this is the place to be to learn to what had happened when it comes to the culture of hip hop. There's a lot of people that you don't know about. There's a lot of people you never heard about. There's a lot of people that never made no hit records. There's a lot of people that contribute to this culture of hip-hop. And nobody know who they are. And in order to define the culture of hip-hop, in order to articulate the culture of hip-hop, in order to explain the culture of hip-hop, you have to have somebody who was there, who could talk to people, who could reach out to people, and we can articulate the history of what we experienced. Experienced and what a lot of people now is experienced but don't have the education. Yes. This yes. is your brother. I'm with Doug, with, 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 with DJ, DJ MC Juski. Let me say this, and, Van. One second. And we'll be right back. Part three. I was actually, well, I could give me, because I was going to be. Here we go again. Part three with my man DJ MC Junski. And you know, it's Hip Hop Talks with Van Silk, the legendary DJ MC Junski. We sitting up here on this podcast. Yes, sir. I like to say, you know, we're going to talk about hip hop with different pioneers and legends. We're going to get part of their story. We're going to have great conversations. This is what we do with, with, with Hip Hop Talks with Van Silk. Yo, Junski, good morning, brother. What's going on? Part three, baby. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I, I'd i like to send a shout-out to to everyone that supports your your whole uh, promotional staff and so forth because, uh, you know, you do an amazing job. I mean, I know that it's not easy dealing in hip-hop itself, but you're doing a great job. Well, you know, that's not only hip-hop. Just dealing with the music yeah. industry, the people... Those involved, you know, other promoters, you know, the artists, you know. The collaboration. Just the, that's everything, man. You know, I try to limit myself away from the music industry because the music industry today is, is on your laptop. It's in your hand. It's in your computer. You don't even need a record company. Yep. Um, as we were discussing in part two, you know, various, various things yesterday. Um, this is a four-part series. You know, it might even be five-part. You know, um, let's let's talk about the Hispanic artists that you're working with right now. 
Um, well, at the present time, uh, I do work for Tito Puente Jr. whenever I can, um, and Candela. Um, but I've worked with other artists in the past, um, to name a whole bunch of them. Uh, Taino reggaeton artist out of uh, Puerto Rico, which he opened up for Vico C um, before he went to jail. Um, I've also worked with El General, uh, DJ Sama. So, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I've been, I've been also in Luke's camp. So, um, I've done that with Jesse Jess, uh, with the young ladies thing. Um, if you don't know, they, uh, the record's called Fast Lane, um, young ladies. Um, and, uh, we're presently in the, uh, in the talks of doing a remix. Uh, I spoke with Jesse and Jesse agreed. And, um, you know, it's a collaboration, but that, I always felt that song didn't get enough popularity. And it's a banging song. Check it out if you can. It's called Young Ladies, uh, Fast Lane Records. Beautiful song, hyped up, summertime, good feeling song. And it got, you know, the freestyle hip hop flavor. Let me ask you a question. The boom bottom. <laughs> How do artists get you music when they want you to play? You know, what format do they get it to you now? Do you get vinyl or okay, do you get MP3? Um, no, not in today's world, you get either a WAV file or an MP3 file. Um, just a, a, a rule of thought, a WAV file has every instrument, every sound, every everything. That's that's the best sound you're going to get if you're a DJ. You play WAV files in a club with a you know, 40, 50 million dollar system, you're good. I mean, you're going to hear every instrument clear. Now, you can take a WAV file and dump it down in MP3 format, which is usually what they do, and that's what you get from these record pools and so forth. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, working with the Latin market, it's a little bit different. What I like is I've always taken, like, what I learned in, in you know, coming out of forest and then going out into the world of Miami and the tropical flavor and all of the different... Uh, ethnic groups that are there and the rhythmic beats and the, and, and the tropical atmosphere and the tropical feel of the music that comes from the Caribbean islands and so forth you know, it, it's just if you take that and then you combine it with Miami Boom the bass bottom, that's what we're known for the 305 is known for the bottom because we at the bottom so, I mean, it's a collaboration and, and I always look forward to working with artists, you know, and big shout out to Gloria and Emilio and Stefan um, and John Sakata. But um, it is what it is. I mean, Miami was a big deal for me working under Felix Thomas's wing at WPOW Power 96 was a, a big deal for me. I mean, 12 plus years, this really was 15, but 12 on and off. And um, he taught me a lot, along with a gentleman by the name of Corey Feldman, which uh, he's in partnership with uh, Sama, and they own the Rhythm City DJ School. Um, very good entertainment company. They, they uh, honor all your, all your activities, events that you have going on. And the, the gentleman that runs it, Corey Feldman, is a very good friend of mine. And he has a, a school of uh, very talented DJs, man. You know, they do it all. And the good thing about that, that place is that he's trained them to be just as he is. And he's a real master of ceremony on the microphone. He'll make your party, whether it's corporate, whether it's birthday, whatever, become memorable. That's good. 
Another thing I wanted to ask is like, um, like what are some of the hot spots in New York? You know, that you that 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 that's lively where you might they might catch you at the Latin assassin on the turntables. Um, I got Las Acapulas is out here in Bushwick. That's borderline of Ridgewood and Bushwick, Brooklyn. Ridgewood, Queens, and Bushwick, and Bushwick, Brooklyn. And um, other than that, I, I, I basically try to keep myself exclusive for events and corporate events and um, stuff that I do in the industry along with Candela, Tito Puente Jr., and several others. But, um, you know, I, I try to stay in the background because um, I'm a private guy, you know. As you notice, you've been here with me in the studio for a minute. And, um, you know, I'm a low-key guy. You know, I'm not about all of that. I know that I'm the face of the company, so headquarters mix show is like my my grounding. This is this is my network that I've developed over years, along with a partner of mine, Juan Love, and um, we put this together. And now we join forces with Old School Chronicles Triple OG. So it's myself and Triple OG and Juan Love, and we be the uh, Old School Chronicles. You know, yeah, y'all owe me an interview, Triple G. <laughs> Triple OG. Yes, sir. Listen, Straight man. Straight out of Harlem. Harlem's finest. I've been around you for the last couple of days, and every time you open your mouth, Candela, Candela. Man, who is Candela, man? Candela is the voice of Latin America. Um, he's responsible for the national anthem of the Puerto Rican uh, Day Parade, pretty much. Um, que Bonita Bandera was uh, written in and he owns the rights to it and so forth. So he goes around the world and basically, you know, do a hype man type of thing. But he's also an artist and, and, and be on the lookout because we're not finished yet. We still haven't finished his new album. So that's going to be big. And I've already heard some tracks and I'm telling you, he got some fire coming. And I'm not going to say no more because he's going to get on my butt. I'm sorry, Candela, but I had to say it. <laughs> who's, he, who's he working with right now? I heard you said uh, something. Yeah, uh, well, recently he's he's uh, partnered up with many artists. Um, I can't really get into that because he's asked me not to. But I will tell you that Flo Rida had a lot to do with, um, you know, with giving us love, too. So there's a lot of things in the works. Big shout out to Terror Squad, Fat Joe. Um, and it is what it is. Long live Big Pun. Um you know, we just, I'm just grinding, man. That's it. For 2019, I set a goal that I'm going to take this company to another level, whichever way I can, the network itself. So, I mean, I've tried to get DJs on my network. I've tried to get artists on my network. You know, they feel that I'm not a pioneer, so forth, so on. So be it. Um, I looked at going to the parks and all of that and wasting my time with that. For me, it Experience. was more of about Experience. getting it on, yeah. Next experience. Yeah, I'd rather show you. Well, well, you know what, people? This is Hip Hop Talks with Van Silk. This is part three with the Latin Assassin, DJ Emski, June Ski. And this is how we do the podcast. We like to keep them in 10 minute increments because if we, if we keep them 30, 40, 50 yeah, minutes. Yeah, ain't nobody gonna listen. Nobody right? gonna <laughs> listen, man. they gonna cut it off like, yo, man, this is too long, man. Yo. Yo, so you break them down, you break it up, you know, in the in the mind space of people brains today. Eight to ten minutes is what you need to give them and <laughs> what we're right, doing. To get their attention. Keep their attention, man. Listen, if you want to join the podcast, you can hit me up or you can text me at nine four one three oh three 
9782. You know, we're going to give out Juleski information. Yo, how they catch you on Facebook? Facebook, I'm under Jesus Junior Rivera or DJ Juleski Rivera. Also on Instagram, I'm at DJ MC Juleski or Headquarter Mix Show altogether. All right? Thank you Here very much. Hip Hop Talks with Van Silk. I'm here with DJ MC Juleski, the Latin assassin, and we out, baby. It's been a pleasure.